This is a conspiracy. That's what this is. One big damn conspiracy! And everyone's in on it! I know what's going on. Did IQs just drop sharply while I was away? person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. Did you see the memo about this? Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. Don't you see what this means? G'day guys, welcome back. I have another bonus episode for you today. Yes, I've been doing the rounds, appearing on other people's shows, which is fantastic, but it's actually a bit of a special one today. Today, I was asked to jump on a brand new podcast, How the Hell Did We Wind Up Here? Now, this is a show by one of my listeners, actually, uh, John the Fed is his name. That's what he's going by, his moniker. He's been a listener of mine for a long time now, really great guy, have great conversations with me, gives me fantastic feedback. Uh, and we both have the mutual friend, Moral Bob. So it's fantastic. It feels like I already know John. We're on great terms and just amazing that he he reached out and asked me to be on his his first show. So here it is, his very first episode, Show the Guy Some Love. He absolutely nails the the idea for this podcast and it has a great point to it where as podcasters, we've got this really great ability to pinpoint what's wrong in the world or the things that we see going badly. We're always really black-pilled, but we're not very solution-based. So he's looking at the whole idea of pointing out the things that we know aren't going well, but then flipping on its head and how do we solve the problem. So here we go. Take it away, John. Congratulations on your first episode, mate, and thanks for having me on. All right. So uh, I didn't really plan an intro, so just uh, (laughs) this is the... The uh, first episode of How the Hell Did We Wind Up Here? So we've got uh, uh, me, I'm John the Fed. Uh, this is this is my, well, we'll see the, if I claim this at the end of it. We'll see how well this goes. But we've got Drew Misson from Missing the Point and Bob and his lovely wife uh, from, you guys do a, a podcast. Well, actually, I'll let you guys talk about yourself so everybody can just know where to find you guys. So that way I don't have to do it. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm Bob. I have hidden in plain sight, and with the great Drew Missin, we have Conspiracy Theater three thousand, and then my lovely wife and I we haven't we haven't recorded anything in a while, but we do um, New Kids on the Flock where we talk about chickens mostly. So, and my lovely wife also has a show with Drew. Drew just does everything. He so. does. <laughs> He's got a I podcast with everybody. He so. does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a podcast whore. It's, it's covering my bases. It's all right. girl. It's right. all girl. All girl. My fault. <laughs> yes. Uh, Slutter podcasting. Drew Misson. You're missing the point podcast. Uh, Conspiracy Theater 3000 with the lovely Bob. And of course, Kaylee, which we both have an educational podcast called The Homeroom Educating Educators. 
There we go. Yeah, give him a listen. And uh, if you're familiar with a lot of other people kind of in this circle, you'll find Bob and, and Drew and Kaylee, too, on a, on a bunch of their stuff as well. So finally give them a listen. But tonight they are uh, they're all mine. So uh, so we'll just go ahead and give it a start. So the podcast is called How the Hell Do We Wind Up Here? And that is basically the question that this is going to kind of delve into each uh, each time. So take a look around at the world. You can see everything that's messed up. We all rail against it. But the question is, what led to it? How do we wind up here at this point, at this point in time? So um, I've asked them to, you know, come up with a couple examples, be able to talk about it. We can ask questions. We can do whatever we want. But um, we'll start with Drew, if uh, if you're ready. All right. Jeez. Uh, and considering this isn't a show where you don't want you don't want people to go down the lizard people route and all that type of fantastic stuff. We can't. Stuff. As, we can't as long as you have proof for it. <laughs> okay. I don't want to just well, throw. Oh, he's a mason. And then yeah. No, that, uh, so <laughs> my go-to is how do we end up here? Humanity left tribes that were smaller than two hundred and fifty people. That's my biggest one. We went from living in small really close-knit communities where you knew everyone in your life and everyone that has an impact on your life. And we expanded into these larger cities and towns to the point where most people don't even know who their neighbors are anymore, just because there's so many people around. That's probably the biggest thing. Tie into that. We allowed a class that I call languisites. So people who are parasites off society and they use their words and their language to mooch off people. So these would have originally been the shamans and the spiritual leaders of of communities, generally people that don't have any skill set or any real skills to add to a society for the betterment of the group. They started to talk about things that are so fantastical and beyond the basic understanding of the rest of the tribe that they mooched off and took advantage of everyone else through that lens. And I think in a lot of ways, that's where organized religion kind of grew from and developed. And that would be my... My third and final one, organized religion, I think has been the biggest deficit on humanity so far. Yeah, I, uh, that was actually organized religion was, was one of mine. That's for me, kind of where it all, I, for me, where it really all begins, kind of all the indoctrination, um, because they can go hand in hand with any kind of government, any kind of education system, any kind of, any kind of whatever. So, um, but yeah, moving, definitely moving, you know, moving out of the kind of that tribe. Do you see that a lot in Australia? The, you know, because you guys are real big with like the Aboriginal people and, and all, do you see them moving out or is it more of just people who aren't them, I guess? Um, In what regards do you mean? Like in the size of the tribe getting bigger or? Yeah. You were talking about, you know, people are leaving the tribe you know and oh yeah well australia's a bit of a funny place we don't really have like um the reserves that that you have in the states for indians we don't have reservations or anything like that so for the most part majority of aboriginal people especially on the east coast of australia they're already integrated into what you would consider western culture and there's very few traditional um land spaces where they exist by themselves anymore so oh really okay they're well and truly part of the system now but they don't like to admit it that sucks that the does crocodile dundee style aboriginals they are in arnhem land so the top end in in western australia and um in the northern territory and top of the queensland there are but 
There's very few. <laughs> There's a saying that they use in between Aboriginal tribes, and I can say this because I'm friends with some of them. <laughs> um, they're called milkies. So any Aboriginal who's got any kind of white ancestry there, clearly their skin tone becomes a few shades lighter, so they call them milkies. But at the same time, they have a saying, it doesn't matter how much milk you put in a coffee, it's still a coffee. Yeah. Are they going to come get you for saying that now? Probably, because yeah. I'm a it's white Australia. man. It's Australia. Right. Yeah. It's Australia. You can go to jail for words there. Go straight to jail. Straight to jail. <laughs> man, I I would completely agree. I mean, I I definitely think um, organized religion, the church. I mean, it's the same. It's the same con- control structure as government, right? Like there's a figurehead. There's a hierarchy. There are rules that you're not allowed to break. Um, it requires blind faith blind belief giving your money yeah it it requires your money and they'll guilt you into it which is which is different that well they they do with the state as well but i think the church is very particular about guilting you into giving money the last the last three or four times i've been to church within the first five or ten minutes they not only ask for your money they try to make it seem like if you don't give your money you're a piece of shit um, which I think is is wild. I don't remember it being that way when I was a kid. I don't know if that's a new thing or I just didn't notice that they were guilting you into giving money when I was a kid. You should challenge the status quo. Instead of putting money in there, put a packet of seeds in and go, this is better than money. This is better <laughs> than money. No, no, I'll just bring they... a carton of eggs. Yeah. <laughs> didn't they make a, a fairy tale about that, about seeds are better than something else because you can grow then you go meet a giant in the sky and well yeah all, 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 and all of that <laughs> give me one golden goose man <laughs> one golden goose that's all i need it, with the same laying range as a regular one like so well i i say that without really knowing like every 20 we, every 24 hours geese, or whatever if geese lay like ducks or like chickens because a lot of our chickens are starting to age out so freeloaders freeloaders <laughs> now we just have to feed we them until they die like, so what about you, know, you? So what about you kaylee <laughs> what kaylee what about you since right. you're here um, i'm gonna ask you so the i've same. been on a kick like multi-generational living i think we took that away and it's done great detriment to family units and society and the public education system i think is trash yeah, I so the education system and church were the two that I had really thought about. I did think about the insti- the institution or the making of the Fed also, because it sounds official. It you know, but it dictates a lot of people's lives, and they just kind of go along with it as well. You know, and it's it's interesting because I'm I'm sure as you know, this podcast goes on, people will come up with other things, whether it's big pharma, whether but are, they all kind of interestingly enough kind of dovetail you know dovetail together so drew we're gonna go back to you you had said uh you said organized religion you'd said you know moving out i don't remember what the one in the middle was but it was a good one there as well um basically dunbar's number yeah 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 can you can you uh <clears throat> can you give us examples of kind of what you know so we kind of identified what the problem is but where do you mainly like where where do you see that in today's society? 
So if we're going back to communities that are larger than 250 people, look at what the average person is today. How many people have tens of thousands of friends on Facebook but don't actually know any of them personally? So they're not actively building relationships and a foundation for a strong community because they don't have an intimate knowledge or understanding of people that are around them. That creates a weak society because in times of strife or turmoil, you don't have anyone to rely on and you don't have anyone you can trust. Even at the best of times in society at the moment, the slathering of people that are goddamn everywhere, who can you trust? You don't know anyone on a name-to-name basis, let alone on an intimate personal level. So there's no way that you can trust people. You see that at the moment, I think, in the huge rise in in crime, uh, the rise in the way that people no longer have uh, a strong romantic relationship. You could argue that things like social media and the current dating scene have added to that. But I think it all kind of stems from the fact that we're not in those small close-knit communities anymore. And then to an extent, when you have that, when you have leaders that branch out as those villages get bigger, you have those religious leaders and the organized religion, everything kind of branches out from that. Because eventually because of organized religion, the whole idea of a king or an emperor or a, a baroness and things like that came into, into fashion where there's a representative of God or gods that can rule over those larger communities and they've got the divine right to rule. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And with that, Kayla kind of goes into like what you were saying too about, you know, multi-generational living or whatever. You know, when we lose that, we lose the the information that comes along with, you know, living in a community like that, right? To where now we have to depend on somebody else's information of, oh, or just go, just mm-hmm. go to the store, just go to the store now, you know, just go to, right. go to the grocery store and pick up what we're going to tell you is fruit, but it's not really, you know, it's not so really for well, nobody knows how to do anything anymore, right? Yeah. Like, like nobody really has that that generational skill set where it's like, well, your grandfather did this, so you know how to do that. Like you may not do that for a living like he did, but you have that skill because you hung out with grandpa. You and and then, you know, grandpa hands it down to dad. Dad then does it, whether it's build his own house, you know, or whatever it takes. He takes that skill set and maybe maybe does have a business in it, maybe doesn't, but it's still a skill set. And these skill sets are retained and then you get built up. And it just takes one generation to lose it. We were just talking about this with my grandparents because my great grandpa lived on a farm, had chickens. We've been dealing with our dogs trying to eat our chickens. And I was like, I wish I could call my grandpa because my great grandpa was a farmer. My grandpa had chickens, but my dad didn't. He didn't have any interest in that. He was... (laughs) you know, eighties rock band. <laughs> and um I can't call my dad to ask him what do I right. do about this chicken problem because he doesn't know. But my grandpa would have known, but he's gone. So now I have to rely on people I don't know instead of having that um multi generational living where if we had all grown up on the same property, um I could have seen grandpa handle the dogs and the chickens together right. and I would have known, but I don't. So, so much is lost when we take away that long-term family dynamic where we're not only losing skills, but we don't have the support. Well, we don't have a community anymore. Nobody builds community, you know? It's all superficial. Um, Are you sure? Because there's a whole bunch of community organizers out there that, uh you know. 
Uh, what isn't that what Obama was? Obama yeah. was a community organizer. Yeah. That's um, the new that's the new I'm unemployed, but this is my job status title. Right. It used <laughs> to be I was a musician, now it's I'm a like like nobody nobody really builds that community anymore. Like you don't have strength in your local area anymore. Even in the rural community I've noticed since we've lived out here, man, it's really it's really not the way that it used to be. And so you lose that, you get that disconnect. And, and again, even people out here have the internet, television, all of that stuff. And I think that's all intended to disconnect us. Now, there are some stuff in the small community that we have here where they do still connect. Um, there's a little like event center in the middle of town, right across from the fire station, uh, volunteer fire station. Um, that, you know, you see this little billboard they have in the front yard and it's like the Krause family reunion or whatever. And it's all people there. And so they have that and the Mason lodge where people meet. Um, but it's all people from the freaking community. It's all, you know, and so it's cool to kind of see it. It's not as prevalent as I would like it out here, but, um, I I think it's, do you see it in an age range, like an age gap, like kind of like this age and up is the ones who still kind of know their stuff. And these ones, this age and down are out here kind of playing at it. Well, yeah. Like our, our landlord that owns this fucking giant ass piece of land that we're on. um, He's the rich kid, right? Like he knows how to do stuff, but he's real lazy about it. Like he, he has the skills He's just doesn't execute them to a point that maybe his grandfather would have, you know, and Kaylee's said it before that like when you, um, when you pass something down, your children are going to put 25% of the effort into it that you did. And so unless you're at like 150% effort, you're really showing them how important it is. They're really just going to be like, whatever, and everything was built for this guy so big that it's it's self-perpetuating, right? Like, it's this machine now that he just kind of manages, and he gets to be super rich. And so when we call him out for repairs and shit, it's done really poorly. And I end up just having to do it myself because the back door recently needed to get changed. So I just yanked the whole thing out and replaced the whole door because After he was going to... Yeah, he was going to try to piecemeal it together with some bullshit. And so, and I think he has the skill to do it right. I think just, he doesn't have the drive. So I think there's something that can't go unmentioned there as well. Cause not only are you not passing down the knowledge, the, the education behind why we do things, why we do them well to have pride in your work. That's all been lost too. Nobody takes pride in anything anymore. Nothing that matters at least. Right. They'll take pride that they can dance around in the street naked in front of children and do a bunch of faggy shit. But, you know, being proud of your family, being proud of where you come from, that's almost looked down on being being proud of what you do for a living, being proud of putting the time in to make sure the job is done right. Nobody gives a shit about that anymore because you can instantly have somebody else come fix it or come do it again. Or, you know, we've lived in this instant gratification world for so long that nobody gives a shit 
they um they did a really good job at breaking the the greatest generation of all time, right? They sent them through a world mm-hmm. war, broke them mentally and physically. They came home, had their kids, and then they did a number on the boomer generation. They told the boomers they could have it all, be it all, and do it all. So they left these traditional farms. In the past, you'd have a thousand acre, five hundred acre, six hundred acre farm, whatever it is, and they a lot portions of that to their sons or to their daughters and they build small little dwellings on the family property mm-hmm. since the boomer generation that doesn't happen anymore everyone went off to university went off and got a trade like not that trades are bad but they went off and they left the family work and they never came yep. back so well, it's, it's not the- just a yeah it's a case of in farming it takes one generation to build the farm a second generation to keep it and the third generation to lose it because yep. no one's interested in it. Everything anymore. can be changed in a single generation, which kind of segues into what I see um, as the reason that we've ended up here. And I've said it for years. Um, everything that happens that's bad, every every bad thing that happens starts with poor parenting. That's the end-all, be-all of it all, is that it's all about parenting. Now, I wanted to tie in the compulsory education system but that that just dovetails into um parenting outsourcing parenting. you're just outsourcing you're just letting somebody else teach and raise your children so and that's poor parenting like why would you do that why why would you do that like why would you go along with compulsory school how did how did that like i i would like to go back in time and check that out and be like how did they convince you to let them take your children like, how did they do that? I want to see it. I want to, I want to know what happened to make you go, okay, you know, this gov- this country was formed on being kind of anti-government and anarchist and free. But yeah, we'll let the government educate our kids. You know what helps that, Bob? <laughs> the women's lib movement was secretly done as a, a means of taxing 50% of the population. And when yep. both parties have to work, where do your kids go? Oh, they have to go to school. Most earlier. people don't know that women didn't problem even reaction right to solution. vote in America. Women actually denounced the the right to vote. They were collectively asked, "Do you want to vote?" And they said no because a lot of obligations came with voting. You know, you had to be part of the bucket brigade. You had to, you know, you had to be active in the community if you were going to be a voter, and. You know, women have, it's just so crazy that, that, that the feminists don't even understand that the, the destruction of the woman was a big piece of why we're here, is destroying the 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 matriarchy, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. I, yeah. I mean, I hate matriarchy versus patriarchy nonsense, but um, women controlled everything. They were the ones at home teaching the kids, cooking the meals doing everything as far as the home infrastructure they were learning the recipes from grandma they were learning the stories they were they were the ones guiding the family the men went out and did the work you know they plowed the fields they killed and butchered the animals they did the hard stuff but the women were the ones that were the glue of the family and they have just annihilated that well it's It's because they made everything they made everything convenient right so instead of having to have the wife or the mom make the meals all of a sudden everybody in in their household has a microwave and all of a sudden you've got hungry man meals and you've got all these things so it's well we don't need mom now we don't need the wife to be able to do these things because we can put it in the microwave for 60 seconds and it's going to be and it's going to be good 
or yeah. you know everything like that. So there's John. You're you're a father, Drew. I don't know how much you like kids movies um, or watch Disney without having children, um, which I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't consider anything from it because I liked watching kids kids stuff before I became a dad too. Um, but there's a movie called Onward, and I'm pretty sure it's a Disney movie, and it's about these like these elves or some shit i forget what exactly they are but it's this this mythical land where centaurs exist and the all of these mythical creatures exist right and it's just like the world now but with these mythical creatures and in the beginning it starts telling the story the backstory and it's like you know we used to use magic to do things but now we've given up how how you know we've given up everything for convenience and ease and we don't use magic anymore because spells are harder to remember and say right and and i i think they're telling us that some a lot in the beginning of that movie if you watch it drew i i highly advise watching at least the first you know 10 15 minutes of the movie because it it breaks it down right there it basically says we have given up everything for convenience and it's just like, holy shit, there used to be the magic of growing your own shit, putting seeds in the ground, caring for the soil, loving it. And 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 yes, magic happens. You create this, this plant that will feed you and sustain your life. It sounds like that Will Smith one, uh, the Netflix exclusive Brightburn, where it's set in the modern Ooh. day and like gangland <laughs> cops with orcs and elves and shit. And the the high class elites are the elves because they have a really long lifespan, so they have generational wealth that continues. Yep. But at the same time, they're the only ones that can remember aspects of magic. The humans have forgotten it. The orcs have been decimated. Um, all the other types of fey folk are just working nine to five jobs. Yeah, that's Very a really similar. good movie, and it's a really under like nobody knows about that movie. Like I've tried to talk to people about that movie, and they're like, "What?" And I was like, man, it's this really <laughs> cool movie where Will Smith is a cop with an orc in this mythical land. And it's it's like the land now, but like orcs and fairies and shit are there. And it's amazing. So good. But I was it, hoping it they really, were going to make a sequel of that movie. Yes, I was hoping it was going to become its own thing. But it kind of yeah. nails the idea that there's that convenience of things and obfuscating the important jobs that societies and, and communities have had traditionally, that's been detrimental. Like the role of the man, the husband, the role of the woman, the role of children even has been completely turned on its head. Yeah. 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 I mean, children, oh, Jesus, try to get my 11 year old to do his chores. Well, um, we expect so much and then so little simultaneously, but it's yeah. like the priorities are swapped. Schrodinger's so ex- expectations. Yeah, we expect yeah. them to sit at a desk for eight hours a day and then come home and do homework, but God forbid we have them do chores. Right. Like, that's child abuse. How dare you? I Bailey <laughs> showed me a video today of this eight-year-old girl that lives on a, a farm, homestead, whatever you want to call it. Um, and she gets up like at like five thirty, six o'clock every morning and goes and does her chores and it includes feeding a bunch of animals, letting them out and you know, changing changing pastures for horses and all of this stuff. And she's eight and she's riding a four wheeler around, like like doing all of this stuff in the early hours of the day. And, then and the that's her daily her routine. Sport. And the 
And she's an eight, man, and she does more work than grown men. Yep. Like that shouldn't like Are you like, embarrassed? Like I want everybody you to should see that be. and be embarrassed. Everybody <laughs> should be embarrassed that well, this little girl is just outworking everybody. Yeah. So that when did... that... Go ahead, Drew. Sorry, that comes back to the whole idea that the family first is the strongest community. If you've got a strong community in the household, that's where it all stems from. Yeah. So and so the question is, and going back to Drew, I think you started it, and then Bob and, and Kaylee, you guys added on a little bit. But when did when did the American dream switch from being able to be able to provide for yourself, live on your farm, uh, et cetera, et cetera, to you know what the American dream is now? Of everybody's got to have all this so mom and dad both have to work and you know we've got to have this and it's not it's not what it what it used to be i well, think outside it... looking in as an australian i'd have to say it would be in the 1950s the mm-hmm. 1950s was that post-war boom america hadn't been um targeted in the war besides pearl harbor they hadn't had the infrastructure destroyed like europe or the rest of the world had so that put the u.s industrial system at a really unique position where it could Mm -hmm. rebuild the rest of the world build that wealth up and then just spend it on everything at home there was multiple houses going up everyone had a brand new house everyone had the brand new car consumerism really kicked off and that's when we saw the idea of um, advertising. Advertising became the biggest monster of the 1950s. That's what I was thinking too, like mm-hmm. Mad Men. Yeah. The Industrial Rev- Revolution was detrimental. Now, they also, you know, through the um, the Dust Bowl, they destroyed a lot of farms. Like, like they've they've intentionally been, been chipping away at farmers and, and agriculture as a main staple in the working class, right? Like um, a statistic that I used to say a lot was, you know, 120 years ago, over 90% of the working population was in agriculture. Now it's less than two, you know? And so I think that's a huge part of, of what has happened to that because, you know, if you get rid of just the farm mentality that is continually passed down generation to generation, and then you have the industrial revolution that's coming up where cities are getting bigger, we've got cars, we can move places faster. You know, it's all kind of this, this death of a thousand cuts, you know, like they had to get rid of the farm mentality. They had to make transit in between places faster. And and that way it, it starts feeding that, incremental um desire for immediate gratification and and i think it was all done intentionally i don't think this was an accumulation of accidents i think this was a slow trickle to end us up where we are um but they couldn't do it all at once they had to slowly do it you know because if they just went from 90 percent agriculture and tried to force everybody into a city that wouldn't have worked you know you would have pissed off a lot of very freedom-minded people in America, like you, that would have caused a revolution. They had to add incentives and so to make it seem like it was their choice. They took the kids away, started started educating the kids with compulsory school, and then they started connecting people in faster ways with trains, then then cars, then airplanes, and well, and then he's once a convenience connecting everybody you. quickly. You know, community dies. Well, here's a convenience killer for you, Bob. Something that was another nail in the coffin of smaller farming communities and small communities in general. 
the invention of coolers and refrigerators and refrigerated trucks. Yep. Before that came in, you had smaller farms, smaller communities that would sell fresh produce close to where it was sourced from. Mm-hmm. As soon as refrigerated trucks came in or refrigerated um, containers, they were able to ship goods and services from large producers further and quicker, which killed yep. those smaller farms, smaller green grocers, smaller shops. Mass transportation was a big player in all of this. And it got us to where we forgot how to preserve food in a healthy manner. Because there's healthy ways to preserve food and keep it good on, on your shelf for, for years. You know, Lanny from uh, Greener Postures and the world as it is today, she famously has a five-year-old jar of salsa. It's five years old. And it's still good. Monica Monica Perez freaking ate some and it's five years old no preservatives you know preservatives additives um it's all natural we know it's the same way it's the same way with chicken eggs right like you tell people hey don't don't wash these they can stay on your counter for like four or five six months at least and people look at you like what do you mean don't wash it what do you mean don't put them in the fridge it's i'm like they 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 come with the stuff on them to protect them but like you're, you're screwing it up well, and, and they, they, they've got this indoctrination in their head, right? Like everybody thinks that you buy eggs, excuse me, uh, you buy eggs from the store and you can have them for about a week, maybe two before they go bad. And so people get this thought that a week or two is the life of an egg because they just think that eggs just magically show up directly from the farm to the store. What there's this insanely long process before the egg gets to the store. I mean, an egg can be three or four months old before it even gets to the store. Right. And that's what they don't understand is that when you buy your store-bought eggs, those are anywhere from like 75 to 100 days old already. Like, so I've personally experienced eggs on the counter as good, good for as long as four months Four months yep. just by leaving them on the counter. And if we've just, we've lost our way um, so badly that I don't think that we can't, that we can get back to it without something catastrophic. Well, it's got to right? be. Without so, necessity. And, well, the way I see it is, so, and this goes back hundreds of years ago, you know, when, when, when sundown came and after you came in, washed up, ate dinner, what did you do? You sat around with your family and told stories, but then the invention of the radio came around and all of a sudden you stopped telling stories. You're sitting around, you're listening to the stories that are making a dream of far off places or going 10,000 leagues under the sea or, you know, aliens are coming or whatever. And then from there, it's the TV, the TV, you know, and at least on the radio, people would listen to the news, you know, for the most part, and then maybe discuss that. But then the TV came around and shows like Leave It to Beaver, the Andy Griffith show, you know, and it's like these shows are great. They've got, but they're not teaching, you know, so it separates the family again. And then the, you know, it, from the TV to the, you know, whatever, cell phone, iPad, VCR, DVD, whatever, you know, Rapidly. to where. And it was, you know, it's that, that line from uh, Back to the Future, the first one. He's like, oh, we got. TV, yeah, we got three of them. And the dad's like, nobody has three TVs, you know, it's they're all, but now it's everybody's got one. They're there in every room. They're in the, in the kitchen. They're on the deck. They're in the patio. In the, they're, in the they're, fridge. 
they're in your camper. They're in your, you know, you go People camping. have them you, in their showers. Yeah. <laughs> How long and, are you in there? And you go camping, you got to <laughs> bring your TV because that's what camping is, is, you know, being able to watch football on a Saturday or a Sunday while, while you're out camping. Well, how's this, John? It's that convenience of things or the upgraded versions like video killed the radio star type of a deal. My wife and I, when we first started dating 10 or 11 years ago now, we used to go to the movies a lot. So we'd go to the movies and we used to have to be in line in our community theater for like 20 minutes to get a ticket. And then it was another Mm -hmm. 10 minutes to get our food. We went to the movies this week to see the new Indiana Jones, the first date we've had in a long time. And we walked in there. We were the only people there. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody goes to the movies anymore. So it's they've even wild. destroyed that small part of community that was uh-huh. left. Yeah, yeah we just went services. to the theater the other day. Last well, yeah, you, last can get night. A, you can get it at home now. Wait a yeah, week. It's going to be out on Amazon. Right. Amazon movie to home or whatever it's we were called. just talking about that last night like how long until movie theaters are blockbuster mm-hmm. well they obsolete. they tried it they tried it in 2020 right i mean that's basically movie theaters got shut down during COVID, yeah. you know and then it was like oh well we're just going to put everything to come on at home but luckily tom cruise came through with the new top gun and saved the movie industry for a little bit so <laughs> <laughs> yeah we went and saw guardians of the galaxy oh, last night crazy and there were 10 people, maybe? Um, I would say percentage-wise, the capacity was maybe a third of the theater. Like Friday night? Like it was a theater that seven. held probably 100, 150 huh. people. Not a huge theater, but, right. but big. Big enough. Know, big enough. Like 100 people would fit in there. And man, the seats on either side of us were empty. Now, granted, a couple seats down. There were rows that were empty, and and this was Friday night in the summer. Yeah, like like, Friday night in the summer was like, man, you better get there. Yeah, and and remember when you didn't get assigned seats and you had to make sure that you got there early in order to get the good seats. Yeah, and you couldn't buy them online. Yeah, no, you had to get there, get the ticket. You had to go eleven o'clock in the afternoon to buy your seven o'clock showing seat. Yep. Yeah, you go well, early in the afternoon if you yeah. knew it was a popular movie you, yep, or that's the day right. before. Like, well, hey, I want to see this on. And it's all been it's all been destroyed. People think that we're better, that we're more advanced, that you know we're this this awesome race of people that's gone that's progressed so far. And I think we're the dumbest, laziest, sickest, fucking nar- most narcissistic we've ever been. And we're just losing all of our humanness. All of the things mm-hmm. that make us That's who we are. Like we're just how, losing all of how's it. How's this for quality parenting then, Kaylee? We were one of like six people in that cinema. Like you guys are 7.30 screening on a Friday night and there was a family there other than us. The family sat down with their kids and as soon as the movie started, each of the kids got their phones out and they sat there scrolling on a phone throughout the entirety of Indiana Jones. We see that. We saw that. I did last night. We went out to eat. We watched a movie. And the table in front of us had two kids. And they're at a restaurant. They're eating pizza. Grandpa's there. Mom and dad are there. And the kids have their iPads out. And they're just glued to their screen instead of talking to Grandpa, eating pizza, looking around. And this is a restaurant I've been going to since it opened in 2006 when I was... You know, well, younger. We'll say younger. I I remember (laughs) just soaking it all in 
like that restaurant and being there. And it's so sad that just in that short amount of time, because it hasn't really been that long, that it's just gone. Gone. Yeah, kids especially, man. I my I went to a meeting, I guess this past week, and um the the big boss was in and he brought his kids and he's got a he's got a like a two or three year old daughter that is massively overweight and had her iPad in front of her the entire time. And I'm just going Because we have a three year old daughter. Shit, man. Like, she is smart, has a whip. She's brutal. She is, she can be the sweetest thing in the world and she can be the meanest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, she's a sour patch kid. But like to to have somebody in that age range and and see it's like always the a, other end of it where it's, it's just like what it's an are interesting you doing? case study with our homeschooled kids versus kids that we see in public. It's always very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's really weird where we are. Kids just uh, kids don't even want to go outside anymore. They always have to be entertained. Well, We're have you noticed too that I, maybe not your kids because they don't go to public school, but like my my kids seem to be like five degrees colder than any other. Like it could be 110 degrees outside, and my youngest still wants to wear a sweatshirt. And I'm like, yeah. what is what in the world is this? Like this is this is nuts. Interesting. You're gonna. And it, I see it with all of his friends, kids at church. Like, they all seem to run 5 to 10 degrees cooler or something. Yeah. Oh, maybe you just don't notice it. Because when I was a kid, I didn't – I don't – I remember summers being hot. But I don't remember them being miserable. Right? <laughs> like, like now it's just like, fuck, man, this is, this is hard to be in. It's time to change. I was outside working um, at like two thirty this afternoon, and I was just like, "Man, no, like one hundred and ten degrees." Like, yeah, yeah. like, like the heat index. The you know, I don't understand the feels like. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's one hundred and one, but it feels like one hundred and fifteen. Like, but it's okay it's because one hundred and fifteen. Because you can also see for thirty miles, so it all makes yeah. you know, it all makes sense. Yeah, but like, okay. why is it feeling like 115? I'm going to convert this to real temperature not. because I don't know what 110 degrees is. <laughs> it's probably like 135 Celsius. It, uh, 110 would probably be like 45 degrees Celsius. Fuck! Jesus! 43 degrees? 43 degrees. Yeah, I was that close. I was fucking hot. close. That yeah. is damn hot. Thank you, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's hot dude like and i lived in i lived in phoenix for a couple years going to school and the the feels like in the afternoon there would get up to 135 so it'd be like 60 degrees celsius like it seems it seems like opposite here the kids in australia run warmer they're always in shorts and always in a t-shirt even in the middle of winter they're running around and like like don't feel the cold. The kids here wear shorts and they're like short. The boys wear like short shorts now, like like runner shorts. Hoochie but they daddies. still yeah, but they mm-hmm. still wear their sweatshirts and their hoodies, which is Weird. just nuts. It's frat style, you know. Like there's there's certain I styles guess. that go through where they just kind of deal with it. I mean, just I kinda... wore I wore flip flops for years, like exclusively. It was like. 
baggy pants and flip flops and a white t-shirt dude that was like my entire high school career was baggy pants flip flops and a white t-shirt you're old and (laughs) and i didn't care how cold it was outside i was wearing my flip flops like i was wearing flip flops always 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 and now like nah i i i I can't there was a time where i was like man i'll never not wear flip-flops and i haven't worn flip-flops in years and well you know i also don't remember anything called a heat dome sitting over something for five or six days like apparently we've had over texas for five or six a, a heat dome that traps heat in i don't i don't understand that dude it's crazy here it's it's been crazy there's no relief like even we went out what time was it last night when we like like, seven and it was still miserable yeah it's still over 100 like the the sun's still the sun's still up yeah like the sun at seven o'clock the sun is still well above the horizon we were we were we were outside the other night and it was it was like eight nine it was like nine twenty, mm-hmm. and it was still light outside. Light, yeah, outside. Well, it's eight forty-five right now, and it's still light. The only reason my it's window—it's the first cloudy day we've had in a while. Yeah, and so that's the only reason it's not brighter outside right now, is because it's actually cloudy, or else it would still it would be a significantly brighter. Because we're standing outside, and I looked at my watch, and I was like. Minutes after nine o'clock. I've been so exhausted. I'm like, when are these kids going to go to bed? Because they will not go to sleep if it's light outside. I'm like, it's 1030. The sun is still light. What's happening? Yeah, I don't remember it being daylight out this late, even just last year. Nah, I don't. I don't either. Like, it would be, it would be up late because, you know, I, I work, I, I work in, in a field where you work outside, right? And so, I've always gauged my days on how much daylight there is. And so I am well versed on how late the, the, the light goes. And the latest I've ever been able to work in the summers in Texas was like 830 before it's too dark for you to be able to do anything. And man, if I was still... If I was still blowing and going like I used to, man, I could have long ass days. Man, I can be out doing work until nine o'clock because at night. Because it's not oh, like shit. the sun is up late. I mean, it's also up super early. Right. And it's light out at six o'clock in the morning. So from six yeah, to like be, nine you'd be plowing 30, fields forever. <laughs> yeah. Six to nine thirty. That's wild. That's a long day. Yeah. And I Kiss think the wall. days are getting longer intentionally. Now, they, they tell us that the pole is shifting, which is absolute fucking nonsense. But there's something going on. It's reflecting just off of whatever they spray in the sky, I think. And it just makes it stay seem lighter later. Here's Maybe. some wild speculation to bring it back to what we've been talking about. Do you think it's more so a case of they're dehumanizing humanity? Like the further away we get from that source of being in those small, strong communities, we're actually becoming less human. Yes. Or yeah, what we're intended sure. to be. Well, yeah. do you think it's dehumanizing or would you, I would consider it more rehumanizing. Like they're redefining what human nature is. And I wouldn't be surprised if they haven't done that 
multiple times throughout the history of however long this world realm, whatever has been, but they're like, okay, we're, we're, we're redoing it. This is now what a human is. And, Oh dude. <laughs> and, it, and it may be, it may be less than what they are. And they're going to be like, Hey, we're, you know, we're your overlords going back to the lizard people that drew so eloquently brought up initially. <laughs> dude, go but, watch, go watch guardians of the galaxy. Okay. Holy shit. Holy shit. It was crazy. They're not even hiding it's, it. It's it, not it, yeah, like it, symbolism. They just say it. It's wild. It is wild shit. I had no idea what I was in, in store for when I watched that movie. But this dude talks about recreating humanity. Like, over like and over recre- and over again. Recreating this fake Earth. Infinite time. Like he's like he's he says Real he's Earth. done it countless times where really? he's had to start over because it falls apart every single time and he has to start over and that movie blew my fucking mind last somebody said they said you don't want it to be perfect you just don't like it the way it is right yeah and the idea even if and so to tie that in to to what we've been talking about even if they were trying to make the perfect society it's not possible and they know it's not and yet they keep trying to do We're it. just getting further away. I mean, just watch the news. I saw a pretty funny video the other day where a guy in Houston tried to rob a pregnant woman and her and her husband both shot him. Like they both <laughs> pulled out guns and shot him. But I mean, how bad a society when we have grown men trying to rob pregnant women? Like that's. Yeah. And people will point to the guns instead of society. You know, so that, that's, that's. That's the whole death by a thousand cuts things. It's been happening so gradually. It's like the frog in the boiling pot analogy. No one's realized it's happened. So like you said, Bob, it's either going to take something catastrophic to reset everything all at once, because I don't think you can put a bandaid on every one of those cuts gradually to get back to where we were. No, I don't think there's any way to convince everyone that what we're doing is wrong because it's so convenient and so centered around selfishness. Well, Kaylee, if Bob wants to flash his ass in Pride Week, it makes him a strong person who's so brave and he's allowed to do that because it's Pride Month. I read something earlier that um, the state of Michigan, where I was born, um, just put a bill into motion um, where if you misgender someone, they're going to try to fine you $10,000. Welcome to Australia. And there's also, is it it Michigan? Because there's one state too that it's punishable by like, Five up to five years in jail. Also, that if you use use the wrong no, it's not California. It's but if you use the wrong pronouns on them, they can sue you, and it's it's enforceable up to like five years in prison. Wow. At that point, do you just kill the person? Like go go all in. (laughs) Right. I mean, you might as well, right? Dead people can't. I already have to go to jail. Yeah, dead men tell no tales. It's just man. So to bring it all kind of back home, the the question then is. So you you know this, Kaylee, you know this, Drew, you, you recognize this stuff. For the podcasters out there who see this as well, the que- I guess the question, so now what then? Other than having a podcast and railing against it, you know, what's the, what is the logic, for you at, at least, what would be the logical next step to be like, this is what I see, this is how I see it, and this is how to end it? Or well, do you just... I- I'll lead that, man, because this is a conversation you and I have had multiple times, because I, I think originally you wanted to, to name your podcast, Okay, Now What? 
Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, that's a reasonable question, right? Like, okay, we've identified the problem. Now what? And, and my solution to people and, and what I continue to tell people and have for years is you're only as free as you act. Like, like the fact that everybody knows that society is shit, that elections are rigged, that, you know, our money is worthless. Um, corporations are evil, but then nobody wants to do anything. Um, while we're out here, you know, just living as, you know, as old school as we can, you know, trying not to, you know, every day I go to the grocery store to get something, it irritates the shit out of me. I'm just like, man, I am so tired of coming here for shit. Like I, I don't, I don't use toothpaste anymore. I don't use deodorant anymore. I don't put shampoo in my hair. It's not bad anymore. <laughs> like I don't like, I'm just like, fuck man. It's all poison. It's all poison. It's all poison. How are more people not where we are? So, so the now what would be do anything you can to remove yourself from this fraudulent system step by step, man. It doesn't have to, you know, there's this, this push. And I think it may be unintentionally, that you know it's like everybody start homesteading or everybody start doing this and it's like man it doesn't have to be that insane where you're moving out onto fucking 20 acres and getting cows and chickens and you know you're just going you know straight you know crazy homesteader from city life it can it needs to be this incremental thing so do what you can where you can you know stop using fluoride toothpaste stop putting aluminum based deodorant in your armpits where your body's trying to um you know, my big thing would be stop paying your freaking income taxes because there's no law that that says that you have to, at least here in America. There's no law that says that you have to pay income tax in America and you can easily opt out of them and there's nothing they can do about it. Now, if you opt in to paying your taxes and then you cheat, that's where they get you. Um, but if you just don't pay them and you I feel like this is why I need to have something scroll across my screen that says the opinions of those this is not financial speaking advice. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 the opinions yeah. of the people on this, this podcast are not the opinions no way of John the Fed. Yeah. And, uh, we are a free platform that let people say their opinions and That's right. hold on to us secretly. <laughs> um, but yeah, like just do what you can where you can. Like, that's what I would tell people to do. Be, Lower your screen time. Spend more time with your kids. Like, Be more intentional about I mean, building your community. If but, you think the world needs smaller communities, then you need to gather up those people that you find valuable and that you love. And you need to invest your actual time and money to showing up for them. Take them food when they need it. Go to the baby shower. Come to the birthday party. Go to the funeral. That's why I think the best thing in any small town are those four or five guys who drive their 1980s trucks and wear their overalls and go to the diner every morning to solve the problems that the world has. Right. Yeah. Those were the guys that you went to, right? Yeah. Like everybody knew the dudes in the community. Oh, if you need this done, you call you call Jim. Mm-hmm. He's just down the road on Elm Street. That's why if you have to go to Lowe's or Home Depot, you find the oldest guy in there wearing an orange or blue vest and be like, I need your help. I don't want oh, that guy. I pissed <laughs> off a fucking old orange vest guy at Home Depot the other day. Ooh, he did not like me. Well, he's supposed to know his stuff. Be like, dude, you're old. You're supposed to know this. He knew. He was. He he knew that he loved Donald Trump. That's oh. what he knew. <laughs> yeah. so drew yeah. what about you what's drew what's 
So what now? What's next? Uh, to piggyback off what Kaylee said, you've got to rebuild what a community is. And that, that starts with yourself. And it means picking the right partner. We far too often, we have a society where it's throwaway relationships and relationships built on sex and nothing else. That if you want someone to build a family within your own little community, you have to pick the right person to begin with. It's not a situation where you should be having multiple divorces through your life. It's unavoidable at this stage in most, in a lot of cases, but if you pick that right person, you think you've got it right. That's the best position to be in and then build your own community by having as many kids as you can. Don't try and fall for the whole idea of the, the debt system. And it's, you can't afford to have kids. People have had kids of up to 12 and back in the day and they managed to make it work. You can make Mm -hmm. it work too. And to that extent, if you were seriously worried about finances and having more than one kid, cut as much of your debt out as fast as you can. Get rid of it. It's hard. We have a, I have a cousin who she just had a kid. Um, granted she's in California. Her hospital bill after the insurance covered their part is still $56,000. God bless. What? Yeah. Yeah. We're spending spending a tiny amount of money on a midwife. You're paying $56,000 for a higher chance of dying during childbirth. Yeah. And it's based on (laughs) socials and medicine, but you know, the, um, uh, the the guy who makes you feel better, who gives you the drugs and make you where you, the whatever he is, his anesthesiologist. Yeah, that guy. His bill is like ten grand. Then there's this this doctor had this bill, and then this medicine costs this, and this glass of water costs this much. Yeah, all of a sudden it's like fifty six thousand dollars. No, that's so they're just what the freaking that's that's what's left over. That's so, what's I mean, left over, and so they're just trying to price people out of having kids. Yep. Yeah, because I mean, I think Do it at home. with my oldest son and my young and and my younger son, um, both of them were very minimal out of pocket. Um, now, granted, that was my youngest is almost seven. Well, Mackenzie's so, going to be uh, four, and that I mean, their dad works for the government, so we have had really good insurance. But I with think that, they only though, paid like two grand. With that, though, do you think the midwife is going to go the same route? Like, remember, I don't know, when was it, 10 years ago, homeschool got under fire for, like, everybody's going after them for, you know, whatever they had to. You think midwives and stuff like that will kind of go the same route of government scrutiny? and Maybe. Sure. Um, Yeah, because they still have legal obligations, and I'm – I'm really thinking that we might just use her for the pregnancy because we've been having a few complications just to make sure everything is okay. And then we might just do the birth on our own. Yeah, I've got my catcher's mitt, Kaylee. So if you need me to, you know. I'm a pro with this. Well, <laughs> not my first know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that I'll figure it out, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know if you necessarily build something to like this. catch it. It's going to be fantastic. I'll I don't think you go to Home Depot yeah, and ask I'm... the old guy. I'm having a baby. Trying to be yeah, a, a catching mechanism. Where's Jim? I've experienced <laughs> right. two yeah. births. I can. She's six centimeters dilated. What do I do? You let it happen. You just let it. You don't even need to check. You let it happen. Bob's gonna have to go get. Bob, Bob's gonna have to go get a. You, you just let it happen. Yeah, Bob's gonna have to go get a tape measure that measures in centimeters just to figure out where. <laughs> We're not doing all that. She now. is. I've got a conversion chart. It's fine. <laughs> Kaylee, stop moving. I've I've actually got a micrometer that <laughs> right. will change with a button. I can just I can just dial it in and be like, okay, it's a uh... go get the hose. You just put it on Instagram and get people to guess. 
<laughs> Buy Whoever gets the closest tickets. wins a shirt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you make your guess for a dollar freaking super chat. <laughs> it's only available on my behind my Patreon wall, though. <laughs> it's underneath the foot fetish. To link. see the rest of this right. birth, just pay five ninety nine a month. It's on BobFans.com. For the rest of your life. That's so crazy. that's dude, the brilliance of this show, man, to, to get to the show. Um is that there is so much to dissect as to how we got here and how we get out of it. I mean, it's an it's an infinite conversation of different things. I mean, I can name we can no do a less whole episode just on childbirth. Yeah, I mean, we you can you can do entire episodes. You could do series of episodes on single things. Yeah. One like just education or just, you know, smartphones. You know, there's there's so much that has led us to where we are that you're never going to run out of shit to talk yeah. about what has led us here. And then, you know, everybody's got an idea of how to get out of it. Um so, I'm, dude, I'm so stoked about where this show's going, man. I'm I, finally, I'm glad you finally freaking pulled the trigger yeah. on it and got this thing going, man. I appreciate it. I'm excited. Because this is this is something that nobody's nobody's really focusing on is how we got here and how we get out. And that's well, the I, biggest thing, right? Those, those are very important well, fucking things. And I think I think we're all really good at being able to identify the problems, right? Or we'll just throw out. Maybe not you guys, but the podcast community as a whole, there are certain keywords that you can just, you will just throw out. Oh, well, it's this. Oh, it's he's a Mason. It's a Mason. Or, oh, it's the Catholic it's Church. It's the Jesuits. Or, it's the Jesuits. It's, you know, but we don't right. ever talk about how it got to that point, you know, or we even talk about, you know, Bob, you and I have talked about this that like my mom and dad or even my grandparents, they're the generation that really kind of let all of this come to be. But at the same time, I'm still the one ordering from Amazon and ordering from Walmart. And, you know, if I need it, if I need an axe or I need a chainsaw and I don't feel like going to the store, well, guess what I'm doing? I'm hopping online. I'm reading a few reviews. I'm not going to a community to ask people I know who may have one, what they think, you know, I, so I am, I'm very much guilty of the same, of the same thing, but I want to be able to get out of that and into, you know, I think, I think. Anything we talk about, whether it's education or the church or whatever, the Fed or whatever anybody else comes up with, it always comes down to, I think it boils down to the fact that it's a control mechanism more than anything else. You know, everything is out there to control us. And so how do we, how do we get that control back? I guess more than anything else is kind of what, where I want this to lead to. And if it's, you know, I was thinking about this the other day too, you know, about, how do we get to cell phones? Cell phones didn't just like magically appear one day, right? I remember being in a car on car trips, driving from California to New Mexico. And I had this little handheld game made by tiger. It was a little baseball game. And it was like half of a, you know, it wasn't 5,000 bit. It was like half a bit. It was like one little black line, but you know what? I played that thing through, it took like eight batteries each time, so I'm pretty sure I used like 80 batteries because I'm pretty sure I had to change like ten times for the shit. But you know what? It's the same thing my kids are my kids are doing in the car. I just yeah. I'm not doing it on a phone, right? I'm doing I was doing it on that, and so it very much led up to like it's not just cell phone. I I can look at my kids and go, ah, I remember doing that, and so they play almost based on our memories of like, oh well, I did that, so them doing this isn't such a big deal. Game Boys. Hey. 
Game Boys, yeah. Sega, yeah. Sega Gen or Sega, whatever the Sega one was. Can you imagine going back to the Greeks and they see someone using an abacus? Those kids with those abacuses. <laughs> Why are they using their fingers? <laughs> right. I'm sure that's what they did. And I'm sure, you know, their Stoics were trying and their philosophers were trying to do what we do now and trying to figure out why they do it and how to get away from it. They should have tried harder. They should. <laughs> they did. And then all of a sudden they... They, I think they kept it away from people, but somehow technology just forced its way through. It always finds a way. There you go. That's the answer. It was the invention of the abacus. So we have to go back in time. And <laughs> okay. We cracked it. Game over. If we could only be like Bill and Ted and go back in time. No shit, right? Go talk to Socrates. You know what? So here's a question, and this isn't something I ask you guys to think about, so if you don't have an answer, don't worry about it, but... So, you know, everybody talks about, oh, if you go back in time, would you kill Hitler? What would, but if you go back in time and, and change something that you, that you see as what's made it to where more that we are today, like if you could stop the invention of the Fed or if you could, you know, stop the invention, like what would it be that you, like if you could go back and, and kind of be like, okay, we're halting this. This is the one thing that I think more than anything else that if I halted, the world would look different when I got back. Well, I'm I'm super biased because um I'm married to this amazing woman and I don't through the fucking timeline enough to where I wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't get to where I'm at. Um let's let's so say I generally tell people that I just want to if I could go back in time, I just want to go put like a hundred Bitcoin on a hard drive and then jump <laughs> right back to present. But if I could halt the creation of anything, it would it would be uh, government education, a hundred percent. So I, I'll, I will say, if, when you come back, your family is still the same. You know, I don't want to say like all this stuff will be taken away from you, but you know, if you get, things may be different life wise, but you would still have the same wife, same kids, same you know education system. Education. Man, the government education system would be would be yeah. the one thing I'd like to see not created. Mm -hmm. Compulsory school. Yeah. Drew, um, if it wasn't going to change the timeline, it was just so I could check it out and see what effects it would have. I'd go back to the Council of Nicaea and I'd force Constantine to leave all the books in the Bible and not remove anything Ooh. to see how much it would have changed religion over time. Yeah, that'd be good. That would be huge. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a freaking good one. That would one. be huge. I you would know, go e with Ethiopia is the only one that had, still has all the books. Enoch. I know they have Enoch and Jasher and Jubilee. I think that yeah, they have Enoch, Jasher, Jubilee, and I think uh There's a I'm sure they got I'm sure there's a bunch of others but that they, they have they have as well. It, it's supposedly the complete Bible the the uh the Ethiopia. Well the only real complete Bible is in the Vatican under lock and key. <laughs> so I would go with real. Well, whatever the real one is, I'm sure it's what we don't know or have. But so for me, I would go with I would go with big pharma if I could yeah. somehow stop big pharma and we could keep on with our natural our natural healings, our natural Rockefeller you know, medicine, way, in Rockefeller medicine, and but that Put goes Rockefeller back to on the Titanic. Yeah. No, you're getting on, bitch. No, I'd put him on whatever ship that actually was, because that wasn't the Titanic. It was the Olympic. It was the Olympic. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever it actually was. 
So, but yeah, that's where I would go because that's where, you know, that's a lot of the information I think that we've lost. And I think that's where a lot of our dependence on anything else, even religion, because our religion tells you, Oh, go to the doctor, go to, go to the guy. And speaking of, from, at, I did order one. It hasn't come, but I did order myself a nice lab coat and stethoscope. So nice. that way, when I do this, I look official. People will take me yeah. as like an you official can get medical advice then. I can. Well, that I would can. be another thing that would be. You need be, a Ross painting in the back. That'd be another <laughs> right. another great thing to go back and stop. Would be Edward Bernays and his appeal to authority. Yeah. You know, because without that, you know, we don't really have the medical system. We don't have uh, scientism. We don't have these these arbitrary authorities that rule over us even subconsciously you know these these little things where it's just like well you know i I wouldn't know i'm not a doctor or you know i'm not a i'm not a scientist so it is crazy how it's all intertwined so like to go to public school you have to have your up-to-date vaccines and then it's all just well and and i'm i'm in the middle of a custody case and i i i frequently say you know isn't it awfully convenient that all the people that profit off of me not having my kid are against me having my kid <laughs> isn't that kind of weird just a little bit of bias that's when all. the you state know, makes like... 60 cents for a dollar you pay in child support yep when the doctors are benefiting School from the vaccine, 75 dollars a day for a kid being enrolled they're all in each other's pockets you know they're all it's all tied together you know it's this big oligarchy scam um, well, it's so. it's interesting to go back to what we talked about, kind of the role of the family. Like, they want to take the dad out, but they also want to make sure the mom doesn't have a role to where yeah. all of a sudden right. is. Right. So it's like. Because mom's got to work. Now. Mom's got to work. The dad's out of the picture. Because dad's yeah. a piece of shit. Yep. You know, and. Well, doesn't that make it hopeful for us? And if it's all interwoven like a sweater, right? If you pull one key thread out, the whole thing's going to fall to pieces. Yeah, right. Lisa wrote a song. A about strong that, family. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's why that's that's what Weezer's song is actually about. It, it probably uh, is. But they probably it I mean, probably is. They probably know all these such things. a high level. Yeah, it very well could be. But anyway, guys, it's getting late. Yeah, John, put up our stupid. We got turkeys. we got yeah we got eighty five birds to put away. <laughs> um, it's a freaking ridiculous. Turkeys number, guys. are stupid. Turkeys are dumb, John. You I were told, not I wrong. told you. I told you, you they're, they're, they're not stupid. I saved, to keep them alive. I had to save one of them from my dog this morning, though, uh, because I had one of my dogs put up because it, it killed a chicken Friday. We only found the wings. And, yeah, just found the wings. Just was like, what is that dog? The chi- wings were connected like, like angel wings, you know? Yeah, but there was, was no head, no body, no bones, no blood. Nope. But it was just the wings. And I was just like, what the hell was she chewing on? I went over there, saw she had wings. She went in the kennel. And then uh, this morning. A couple days later. Yeah, two days later, after her sister's been in the box for two days, her stupid ass sister decides to freaking drag a goddamn turkey around by the wing. Yep. And I was just like, well, in the kennel you go too then. Same uh, having dogs too for dinner. She went straight yeah. to emus. Straight to emus. Turkeys are. Dude, turkeys I are... would love to have emus. Turkeys are one of those animals that you got. You're glad that God put their nose the right way, or else they drown every time it rains. <laughs> yeah, dude, they are really dumb. They're yeah. cool though. 
they're oh, they cool. are. They follow, follow you around. They follow they, me around. Like and they taste coffee. fantastic. Yeah, they're delicious. Yeah. So I will tolerate their stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> do your turkeys lay eggs? They do. Um, are they good? They're not as good as duck eggs. Um, like, I would put them below chicken eggs. But, I mean, they're not bad. They're they're big, they but they're big? not they're big, but they're not meaty like a duck egg is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they um, but they lay like every gosh, I don't even remember. It's a lot slower than ducks and chickens. Yeah, yeah. There's apparently I think uh, a season. It's like February yeah. to June or something. Yeah, shit. And it's like every forty eight hours or thirty hours or something like that. It's yeah. interesting. It's not yeah. one a day, so they're yeah. good. They're good. But turkey is delicious. So yeah. So we're we're very stoked on fattening ours up. Bulking them up. And that's part of it, right? Yep. Everybody go go get turkeys, folks. Like you buy them for like five bucks. Yeah. And then and then the grow them for six months and, and then, you get this amazing meal that you know where it came from. And the great thing about that is like if you cook a turkey for Thanksgiving, you know, you gotta put that that tray underneath to collect all the water because you buy a 10 pound turkey it's going to put out five pounds of, of water because it's what they do you, you raise your own turkey you're not you don't even have to worry about putting one of those trays out because it wasn't grown in a lab it wasn't grown in a lab you get 10 pounds you're gonna get eight pounds of meat and two pounds of bones yep so yeah yeah you get a, a legitimate turkey yeah i was surprised when i processed my rooster because he was like 10 12 pounds yep. he ended up only being like 6.2 when we weighed him after after processing, <laughs> like I thought it was gonna be like eight pounds, yeah, minimum. and he ended up only just being like right at six. But anyway, yeah, no, this has dude, been fun. I appreciate you I'm guys excited. hopping on. So dude, thanks for having us on your a, first one, brother. Yeah, you guys always have an open invite. So uh, we'll start with Drew. Drew, tell people where they can find you. Um, a little bit about yourself, all that. So yeah. Um, Drew Misson from Your Missing the Point podcast, M-I-S-S-E-N. I'm heavily shadow banned on Instagram at the moment. You probably won't find me even if you look for me. So, I don't know. Try and find me. It's like, where's Waldo around here? Um, yeah. And heaps of other shows, like I said. The Homeroom, Educating Educators with Kaylee. Conspiracy Theater 3000 with Bob. Uh, yeah. We've got a lot of stuff coming out soon. We've been a bit slow on, on that show, but we're hoping to make it a regular thing. And we're really going to knuckle down and make sure that it happens once a month. And the sexy accent is from Australia. Australia, the there we go. There we also go. Also called Southern well, China. Keep also that. Advance, John. Also, we're only told it's the one and only. There may be another yeah. one. We don't. I. I don't know for a fact. There is. It's called New so, Zealand, and it's kind of a ripoff. Right. <laughs> yeah, but the hobbits live there, so. <laughs> so and James I, Cameron. And James Cameron when he's not looking <laughs> for the Titanic. So, all right, Bob Kaylee, tell us about yourselves. Go ahead, babe. Ladies first. I'm Kaylee. You can find me at that retro homestead where I do nothing because I'm pregnant. Yeah, she she's she's given up on everything. Yeah, I've been really disability. Stop being lazy. She is just now feeling better. So Kaylee, you you did enough. You did enough. Every single day for the last. She's about 12 to, weeks. She is about to birth the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Henry Christ. No. So we're not doing that. We are doing that. Our due date is right <laughs> around Christmas. So he's convinced if I, I have said, 
I've got five dollars if it's if he's nice born on Christmas. If he's born on Christmas, if this small statistical possibility happens and he is born on Christmas Day, his name is Jesus Henry Christ. So I can yell, Jesus Henry Christ, get over here. Or Jesus H. Christ. If he's and... born on Christmas, I'm showing up with frankincense and myrrh. I'm not showing up and with gold. And if you don't, I'm going to be better show up. because I'm not showing up with gold. Far land. Because gold costs Follow the star. Right now. Follow Something the I have to bring gold because it's the furthest I have to travel. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you can bring the, bra- the, the lightest thing. You can bring now, the myrrh. You need to bring gold, but it needs to be in a suitcase. So when you come, you like <laughs> spin around, present it to him, like in the movies. He's convinced it's a boy, and I'm just. All of the kids call it a girl. All of them. They're wrong. I don't care what it kids is. Kids are wrong about future. everything. So this... why would they be right about this? If it's a boy, is it Mr. Gravy 2.0? <laughs> no. No. It's Jesus Henry Christ. No, it's Jesus not. Jesus Henry Christ. Okay. It's Jesus Henry Christ. But it's not. I can't wait. It's going to be All amazing. right. And on that note. Um, I I am Moral Bob. You can find me on Instagram at the Hidden Pod at Spaces Faking Gay because it is and I can prove it. And uh, I will be firing my podcast up again here pretty soon. John, actually, I want to get you to send me this so I can throw it out to all of my listeners try to help you Perfect. get some traction. Um, but I'm about to rebrand my podcast and get it going again. So stay, stay tuned as they yeah. say, but I'm, I'm real active on Instagram. So y'all can find me there. Yeah, for those people who don't know, there's another podcast out there called hidden in plain sight. And they look like a bunch Ew. of gay, gay band, boy <laughs> band stand there posing and all shit. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> super cringe. They are super cringe. And then there's another one that I found too that started like a year ago. And it's all just to bury me. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna switch it up. It's all AI. It's all AI. So, all right. On that note, I am John the Fed. The podcast is how the hell did we wind up here? And that's the question we're going to try to answer every time is just take a look at different things that going on in the world try to backtrack and be like this is actually kind of where it started so when we rail against things we actually know what we're railing against and for those of you listening if you are thinking about being on a podcast want to do a podcast already have your own uh the plan is for this to really be a safe space for anybody to come and, and bring their ideas and just be like look this is the way that i see Drag. it safe yeah space. safe space that's me i'm what do you hey, have it's, uh hungry fed Hungry, fed, someone, fed boy. It, it's John, some, John the Fed to John the Hungry. If you get someone on, they try to argue it's not the abacus which is causing the issues <laughs> in the world. I will fight them. I will have you on. We will, we will make that happen. That maybe that's what I'll change the name to. It all boils down to the abacus. Right. <laughs> the, abac- damn abacus. It's the abacus's fault. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I've got a good shirt idea. I may have to make happen. That'll work. So I appreciate it. Kaylee, thank you very much. Fellas, thank you very much for coming on. And uh, we'll do it again. Hell yeah, brother. Hey, everybody. It's closing time. You don't got to go home, but you can't stay here.